You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumare. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumare. And you are listening to a special VP nominee flash list quick dating uh, run through of the VP candidates that Joe Biden might pick. Mary Jo, are you ready? I'm ready. I have a list. Okay. Listen, I, I've got a couple that I want to throw out real quick uh, and see if we should even care about them. Tammy Baldwin. Off the list. Off the list. Amy Klobuchar. Off the list. Uh, Gina Raimondo from uh, Rhode Island. Um, dark horse, but I think off the list. Okay, so probably not too much there. Okay, go to your list. Who do you think we ought to start with? I think we should talk about Susan Rice. Susan Rice, who has been a favorite of yours quite a long time. She has been the top of my list, but the weaknesses are obviously she's never run for elected office. And I think that's a real weakness because it's one thing to be an advisor. It's another thing to be under the bright lights of the campaign. And the other thing, I think there's been some reporting about this lately. She has some pretty sharp elbows and I'm not sure that she's going to, what's, what was Lindsey Graham's expression that she's going to wear well. And finally, she's got the Benghazi, which is stupid to us after the last <laughs> three and a half years. But it's just red meat for the for well. The and uh, New York Times speculated that she was a lightning rod; that she was the one that would really draw fire uh, from the Republicans because of Benghazi, but a number of things related to to that. I have to say, though. Uh, as a positive towards her, we've heard over and over again from Joe Biden that he wants somebody, in his words, simpatico, somebody he can work with. He wants somebody to be his Joe Biden, the way he was for, uh, for Barack Obama. And I think from what we can tell, he has the closest relationship with Susan Rice out of any of the candidates. They worked closely. Uh, apparently, she briefed him almost every day. Question is, can that close relationship overcome some of the negatives you've mentioned? Yeah, I don't know. I think we've mentioned this before is one thing she brings to the table is you send her overseas on day one to start repairing relationships. And um, that we need that. So if she's not the VP she may well end up being the Secretary of State, which would be just as good of a role for her as the VP. Well, and as we move along in our flash dating here, Representative Karen Bass was probably not a well-known name to most people. Maybe it still isn't. But she's the head of the Black uh, uh, Democratic Congress in the House. And from what we hear, she is first uh, Nancy Pelosi's candidate claimed that she's pushing her. And in the last couple of days, we've heard a lot of positive words from Congressman Jim Clyburn, who's also a colleague of hers, would know her very well. And we've got to think that Jim Clyburn, who in a way, I don't want to too badly overstate this, but in a way, 
he delivered that nomination to Joe Biden. I think if Nancy Pelosi and Jim Clyburn are saying, Karen's your uh, your candidate, Joe's got to listen pretty closely. I agree. And she was on Meet the Press this weekend and she was very impressive. However, her negative, and this could be a big one, is uh, she's she's been relatively supportive of uh, the Cuban regime, Castro. It's, this is an issue for me. It's sometimes like, who cares? But there are parts of Florida that care a lot about that. And if your goal is to carry Florida, does that affect your ability to do that? I think it has to be considered. Well, and I mean, she's got a considerable history on it that I agree with you does not upset me, but it may the people in Miami. Uh, it goes way back to, and I remember uh, friends of mine who did this, uh, going to Cuba in the 70s to help build houses, kind of a habitat for humanity thing. And she uh, uh, you know, saluted Castro at his death. So there are a number of things. And it does seem like that Cuban vote in, in uh, Florida is pretty much a one-issue vote. It so, is. It's funny. And so that just, you know, got Marco Rubio all worked up. So yeah. there's so, that. Well, let's stay in Florida then. What do you think about Val Demings? I think she's very impressive. I thought during the impeachment hearings, she did an awesome job. Um, but my gut on her is she's very inexperienced. I mean, is, isn't this just her first term or is it her second term? Yeah, I think so. Not for everybody. Uh, yeah, my note here says 2017. So she was just elected uh, right. just, uh, two terms ago, I guess. So I yeah. think that's a little bit of a negative. I think if Joe Biden is looking for his Joe Biden, one of the things he may be looking for is experience and just real quick on bass i mean she's been in the house a long time and she could be a real friend to him on capitol hill demings i just think she's too new but i think she's very impressive and she has that law enforcement background which could be really important as biden tries to work through the policing issues well, it is. And I, I guess the philosophical question that keeps coming up in each one of these, John McCain, or at least Steve Schmidt running John McCain's uh, campaign, thought that they needed Sarah Palin to win the election. As we know, this is a tremendous mis miscalculation. But I don't think anybody really thought of Sarah Palin in terms of being effective in, in governing. She was to be that fresh new face. So the question is, what does Joe Biden need? Does he need someone to help him win an election or does he need somebody to be in place for governance? And this election may be unusual because so many of us, I know this is dark and morbid, but so many of us question whether Joe will even last through one term because of his age and potential health problems. So I think we are looking at, is Val Demings potentially the president of the United States? I, I, I agree 100%. So you look at some of the other candidates, 
the people we've talked about, Rice and Bass, and you can imagine their experience and their relationships, and we'll talk about Kamala Harris in a minute, having them be job ready on day one. And I just don't see that with Demings as much as I like her. Um, and I think there definitely could be roles for her in an, in an administration. I mean, actually, there aren't any real bad choices. And all of these women have potential roles in a Biden administration. But I think many people are going to look at the VP and say, could you be the president should something happen? Or would I vote for you four years from now? Well, I don't see her in that category. Yeah. Isn't the person who's the answer, are you capable of being president right now? Isn't that Elizabeth Warren? Sure. Of course it is. And she has the ambition, which we know is a bad word for women. Um, She's got the policy chops and she has the leadership chops. You know, I think there's a couple things that are working against Warren. And one of it, one of them, you know, and I hate to be this way, but I think her color is working against her. Her age a little bit is working against her. And also that Massachusetts has a Republican governor. I think that's working against her. Yeah. And I think it, you know, I think that's real. Um, It's a shame. I think Elizabeth Warren, why she was kind of my candidate uh, for a good part of the, uh, uh, the primaries. I think she is totally capable, but I don't think this is the time. I think everything you've mentioned and, the strategy such as, as it is of the Trump campaign, which I love that they shut down all of their ads and media and then rebooted like two days later with almost exactly the same messaging. But the message essentially is Joe Biden is an empty vessel who's being filled by the extreme left wing, including Elizabeth Warren. Correct. And, and I think she, you know, one of the things that they say why the Trump campaign is floundering a little bit is they attempt, they expect it to be running on a good economy against a socialist. Yeah. That we have a bad economy and running against a moderate. So putting Elizabeth Warren in the VP slot just moves all that energy away from Joe to her, to the VP to give them the candidate they want. It, It just doesn't seem wise to me. No, what it's been a little bit of a mystery to me why the list keeps including the mayor of Atlanta, uh, Mayor Bottoms, Keisha Lance uh, Bottoms. Been an attractive spokesperson, certainly, uh, during this, has managed her, uh, her city. I can tell you the truth, I was never much of a Pete Buttigieg fan, and part of the problem was he was the mayor of a lot smaller city. Uh, than Atlanta. I'm just not sold. Me neither. I mean, I don't think that's even a serious consideration. I think she just happens to be another high profile rising star. I think she's definitely a rising star. It's like Stacey Abrams. I like Stacey Abrams. I think she's awesome. But she was in the Georgia legislature and has not held another position but that. How can you see her as being ready to be president? If we have learned anything over the last four years is experience matters in that job. So going back, I know we're trying to do lightning round here, but going back to Susan Rice, the take on her is that she's not run for elected office, but she's been, 
you know, to use Bolton's or Hamilton's phrase in the room where it happened. And so I think that that experience is more valuable than the fact that Bottoms has won the mayoral race in Atlanta. You know, but I'm looking at here a pretty reputable list by major media outlet of who the candidates are. And amazingly, Stacey Abrams is not on this list. I know. And honestly, every conversation I've heard in the last week or so, it's down to Rice, Bass, and the one we haven't talked about yet, who's, you know, I think probably odds on favorite, which is Kamala Harris. Okay, good time to talk about Kamala. What do you think? So, um, I don't dislike Kamala Harris. I think she's a safe pick because, one, she ran for president, so she has been tested in that way. Um, she has sharp elbows, too, and um, I kind of like that about her. You know, so one of the takes on her, she's too ambitious, which is, which is as a woman, is so infuriating. Yeah. But I think what they're talking about, and I think it was, was it Chris uh, Coons that came out and said that? Yeah. Um, and he's in the Biden campaign. So that's super problematic. But I think what they mean is that their fear is that she will overshadow Biden. That's a possibility. But I'm not so sure that's a bad thing because you want to see the person who's running as VP as a potential president. And when I look at her, I can see her in that role. And I see a little bit of a parallel, credibly, to 1952. Dwight Eisenhower is running for president. He's a well-liked, fairly benign, uh, smiling kind of guy that people like a little bit elderly. And he, with the urging of the Republican Party, picks the greatest sharp elbows of all time, Dick Nixon, uh, to be the one out there doing his tough work. And I think there was always a feeling that Nixon, well, certainly there was for Nixon, but among many people, that Nixon would be president someday. I wonder if that's a peril. I, that's not a bad idea. I mean, I, it's funny. I was thinking about Ike in terms of Susan Rice again because Ike was a general, right? He hadn't run for elected office, but he, you know, he was there when so many decisions were made about World War II. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's not a bad thought, even though Kamala Harris would probably, like, throw up if she heard you if, compare yeah, her. Compared to that. <laughs> I'm sorry about another that, Kamala. Cali and Kamala, I know, I know you're a regular listener to Sibling Talk, <laughs> and, and I apologize. I was hitting just a historical parallel. We, we've got to hit a few more real quickly, but we do have to say about Kamala, she began her candidacy very strong. Big rallies. There was a lot of interest in her. And I'm not certain it's even totally clear now, outside of what I think was some sexism, why she lost traction so quickly. So some of the uh, take on this is that it was her campaign was not well run. I don't right. know who was running the campaign. Sometimes I think people have their friends or whatever run the campaign. Well, and I can tell you on that, it was her sister. Yeah. And that was a problem. And, you know, here at Sibling Talk, we don't have that many inside sources, or I don't anyway. 
but here I do. Uh, one of my former students uh, was pretty high up in the Elizabeth Warren uh, campaign. I mean, like second, third in, in the Western states. She told me about Kamala. That campaign was a mess. Mm -hmm. And apparently towards the end of it, they tried to reshuffle that and get her sister out of the key role. Uh, but by that point, it was it was it was gone. And uh, at least according to my student, where the problem really showed up was her fundraising was never right. Right. And, so that so that's something won't be an issue. But we have over time. But we did not mention okay. the important name, which is Tammy Duckworth. What do you think? I think, again, I think she's a little bit of a dark horse. She Her legislative record is pretty thin, but she's charismatic. She's got a great backstory. And for a reason that is just a puzzle to me, Trump, unlike Tony Soprano, does not like a woman who's lost her legs. Yeah, which... <laughs> okay, I guess the reference and that's hysterical. <laughs> For anybody who's not watched the Sopranos, yeah, watch yeah, it yeah, and you'll know what yeah, I mean. Just go with us on that. And you do have to mention, I have to mention something on Tammy Duckworth in particular. Tammy Duckworth has a special appeal to moms. I'm yes. convinced of She was 50 years old when she had that baby. Yeah, and in the Senate. Listen, we. I, I think highly of Tammy... Uh, can we kind of put aside Governor Grisham yeah. uh, from New Mexico? Yeah. I don't think so. And Governor Whitmer yes. of uh, Michigan, probably not. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. Make a call. Who's it going to be? I think it's going to be Kamala Harris. Are you? It's not my uh, first choice, but that's who I think it'll be. You know, it's not my first, second, or third choice, but I'm going to agree with you. I think it's Kamala. All right. Well, we'll know. And we'll find out. Mm -hmm. Talk to you soon. Bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.